Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we are talking a little bit about physical and mental, of course, but physical and mental fitness. And before you like, you know, stop listening and say like, don't tell me to work out. I'm not going to tell you to work out. Um, But I do want to put our fitness in the context of our very long show and trial days, right? I mean, you get up, especially if you're driving to the site that morning and you show maybe at eight o'clock or something like that. Like, I mean, the days can be freaking long, you know, up by four or... Um, you know, and back to sleep by, you know, tend to do it all over again the next day or whatever. Um, you know, especially if you're going to like a national event, those days are really drawn out or you might be running multiple times or different times of the day. It's just, you've got to get there really early for a walkthrough, but then, you know, you just, you run in the morning or you run at four o'clock. Anyway, you can do the math. You can imagine your longest day and you can imagine, how taxing that can be. And when we think about, you know, we talk all the time about mental fitness, right? And I firmly believe that ment- the mental game, our, our mental fitness, our mental skills are all very learned, but also learned behaviors, but also those that need practice, right? They're skills. And in order to get good at skills, you have to put them into practice, right? You have to practice the skills. And the reason we do that and you've heard me say this before, but I just want to kind of reiterate in the context of this kind of fitness concept is the reason that we practice it or we practice recovering, for instance, even when times are good, uh, is so that when we need those skills, those tools, those abilities, they are at the ready for us, right? We can just reach in our little mystical toolkit and grab them and be on our way. But if we don't practice a skill, then it feels very awkward when we go to do it. And in that sense, we're not in shape or we're not, we haven't proofed, right? To use a dog dog term, we haven't proofed that skill. And so it's really important that we practice our, our mental skills so that we have muscle memory around them, so that we can... Um, you know, again, call on them at a moment's notice and have faith that in our preparation and in our practice, in our proofing, have faith that when we call upon that skill and call upon that tool, that it will be there. Like zip at the ready. We, I have faith that, you know, this tactic, this mental skill will work when I need it to work. And in order to do that, we have to practice. Uh, So that means even if times are good and you're like, oh, everything's going great, you know, my mental game must be on point and it may be, but all it takes is then sort of one not so great day to sort of throw you into tailspin. Well, that tells you you need to go, you know, practice those, maybe those recovery skills, for instance, right? Okay. So by the same token, we have to, to some degree, get fit physically physically 
to the extent that we can do the job that is asked of us, right? I'm not going to say, I mean, some people enjoy exercise and going on hikes and doing things and, and even working out at a gym and things like that. And some people really enjoy it. And some people really would rather have bamboo shoved under their fingernails. Okay. And that's okay. You don't have to like it. But what I want to try to argue is that you need to be as physically capable to make it through one of our long ass days um, in order to support you to support your dog. And we need our dogs to be physically and mentally fit as well. So I talked about this, I don't know, a long time ago, but in the context of having stamina post pandemic. And I think stamina, when I talked about it before, I was really speaking of like the mental stamina because what I noticed in even in classes that I was teaching or classes that I was in as a handler or even trials that I was going to, like the first couple times my dogs went back to train or back to a trial or back to class, I mean, they were exhausted for like days, like something that would have been very routine, like just an hour of their lives, you know, before the pandemic was like knocking them out, you know, you would have thought we ran a marathon and it speaks to stamina. And there are a lot of different types of stamina. That one is a little bit mental and a little bit physical. And depending on your personal situation and your dog situation, could be 50-50, 60-40, what have you. But we have to build up stamina. And stamina comes from a few different places, but it, it is both mental and physical. So if you think about your long day at an agility trial or an obedience trial, you know, there is a lot of hurry up and wait that happens, you know, uh, you know, confirmation people up early, you know, bathing and grooming and all of that sort of stuff to get to the ring or, you know, and then handlers who have multiple dogs and multiple rings and conflicts and da 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 done running back and forth. And, you know, there's some hustle and bustle amidst the hurry up and waiting, um, but it takes stamina and it even your physical, your physical shape. You don't have to be skinny. You don't have to be lifting weights, but your physical condition can help you or help support your mental stamina on those long days, right? Getting enough sleep, eating well, having a a breakfast that is something other than black coffee, you know, or black coffee with a whole bunch of whipped cream on top. You can tell I'm not a coffee person because I'm sure there's a name for that. Um, But that is not a breakfast, right? That is not something that is going to fuel you. Um, If you have a day of like potato chips for lunch and carbs and sugary things or whatever, like that's not going to help you think clearly. It's not going to keep you, um, give you enough protein to really allow your brain to function. Um, We need to support our ability to perform also in a physical way. Okay. Yes, you might be just walking seemingly around an obedience ring, right? Seemingly from the outside, that doesn't look particularly physically taxing, but you just drug in your soft crate and your mat and your chair and, you know, three gallons of water and, you know, whatever else you did. And you got up at 4 a.m. to drive and stay awake and, you know, you're just living on coffee or, you know, whatever, whatever. And so when you really put the day together, there's a lot to it. So A, you have permission to be exhausted (laughs) because it's an exhausting day, Um, but also you can 
put yourself in a better position. You can do some things to make sure that you are making it through the day. And if you are not motivated to make it through your day for yourself, then let's make it through your day and be in a good mood for your dog so that you can be the best handler you can be and, of course, can perform at your best, right? Um, hangry is no fun for anybody. <laughs> and speaking as someone who gets a hangry and cranky and short-tempered when I, you know, haven't had, you know, I, I'm just shorter with my dogs, right? I'm walking my dogs back to the car after a long day and, you know, they get excited and see something or, you know, kind of jump for a squirrel or something. And I just hear myself be all like, rah, 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 you know, whereas if I were properly fed and had enough sleep and, I don't know, just had all the right things or was in, in shape and wasn't tired, felt f more fresh, you know, I wouldn't be so quick to be annoyed. Okay. So I want to make an argument that, first of all, for your mental fitness, which this really is like mental management is stamina and is fitness. And that's why we practice is so those skills are ready and so that we are in shape, if you will, or practiced with them to be able to use them as needed. And then physically, your physical fitness is, sure, it might be your strength, right? Maybe you're having a lot of trouble dragging three crates into the ring, you know, or into the crating area in the morning, and it's a lot of work, or you're exhausted, or you're sore, or you pulled your arm, or something like that. So could be a strength issue for you. Uh, it could be that you get tired faster now than you used to. Um, and you need to look at that. Is that something that you can improve with, you know, adding some maybe walking into your fitness in the morning? Or if you are more inclined to, um, you know, go do some running or go to the gym or something like that. I was talking, you know, when it gets to agility, you know, there's definitely some arguments to be made for getting in a little, a little bit of shape from, from like a running standpoint. Um, you know, a lot of running really comes from your core and your ability to be able to kind of hold yourself up and run correctly so that you are not, you know, just like, um, you know, using your legs to like propel you, like your whole body should be able to do that. So you might be motivated to run, or maybe you have a really fast dog right now and you need to be able to motivated to run faster. So in all of these cases, no matter what your sport is, I need you to really think about like, how does your body feel? How does you, how do you feel like mentally, physically at the end of a day? And how could you make that better? What could you do to feel better at the end of the day or, or feel less tired at the end of the day or feel stronger or feel healthier? Um, how could you eat better when you're on the road? How could you, you know, pack snacks or pack healthier things or, you know, get a cooler that plugs in or something like that, or, you know, some of these other options to really get control of your kind of physical stamina and physical fitness to be able to do the jobs that we do, right? I don't know about you, but I sit on my butt pretty much all day at work. I'm in front of the computer or on Zoom calls. Um, and even if I go into the office, I'm still in a chair. Um, and sure, I walk my dogs and so so on and so forth in the morning, but it in the afternoon, morning, whatever. And um, 
But you know, my body plateaus at that, right? If I, if that's all I did was walk my dogs for half a mile or a mile or two miles a day, my body would get used to that. And that would be it. And I notice sometimes when I go to a trial, um, and um, Indy's decided to drink water really loudly. Um, I, when I notice I go to a trial and I haven't been working out or keeping up with my physical fitness or if I packed poorly, then I just want to grab for like sugar or carbs or something that will give me instant energy. And if you don't know much about fitness or eating or those eating well or those kinds of things, it's all super learnable right now. Like there's so many resources online. But one of the reasons we crave carbs and sugar is because we want a quick jolt of energy. And we will keep craving those things and keep eating those things because our bodies are looking for certain nutrients. And so we grab them because they're easy, because they're fast, um, they're portable, right? Um, But it doesn't really last in our bodies that long. And so then we pick up more. And it's really easy to overeat when it comes to like snack foods and bars and that kind of stuff because our bodies aren't really getting everything they need. Honestly, it's like watering trough. It's like watering hour at the trough back here. Sorry about that. Uh, You have dogs, you understand. Um, So when we are not eating well, we tend to eat more because we're looking for energy, because what we ate isn't giving us sustainable energy. Whereas if you had protein and, you know, maybe carbs that uh, last a little longer, like, I mean, nobody's eating brown rice for breakfast, but like brown rice or something like that, that isn't isn't a quick carb, is a more of a, a slow uh, burning, that will get you more through the day longer. You'll feel, your body will be like, oh, got all the nutrients, so I'm not going to like feel super hungry and so forth, right? I don't know about you, when I don't pack right for a trial, I almost feel like I start to go on a scavenger hunt. <laughs> and before you know it, I've ordered the French fries and I've gotten a side of ranch dressing because I like ranch on my French fries. And or, you know, I'm, I'm going to like a vending machine in the corner, right? Because, you know, post-COVID especially, not all of our places have food options or very good food options. So then you then it starts to go downhill for me and make bad choices. Then I get in the car on the way home and I'm starving. And so, oh, sheets made to order like, hello, mozzarella sticks. And so it all goes downhill. Whereas when I pack well for myself and I understand that, okay, I need something to eat in the car because it's a two-hour drive and I like to like kind of munch and whatever as I go, popcorn check. Um, and, you know, I have bars or I have protein for the morning or have my shake, my pr- a protein shake or I have tea or hot water or my water or my water with a, um, I put those little like uh, uh, hydration tablets kind of things, those little fuzzy hydration tablets in there. And, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing that, I'm good. I'm good for the day. I'm in a good mood. I can make it to the end of the day. So very long story about like my nutrition and how I eat on the and how you might think about your food differently as you're packing. Um, we pack for our dogs really well. We make sure they're fed and watered and they've got the right food. We need to do that for ourselves. And then if you need to start taking an extra walk, walk around the block, you know, maybe do a home exercise program or yoga, like the the conditioning, the strength, the flexibility that we lose as we get older 
is we really need to fight for it and we really need to prioritize it to keep it. So I'm going to try to argue again for picking up even like a stretching thing. Maybe do like a 15 minute, go to YouTube. There's so many apps online to do like whether it's yoga or stretching or something. Because if you, again, are try to like you sit down in a car, you drive for three hours, you've been in an office all week, and then suddenly you need to run to the and beat your dog to the end of the dog walk, like your body's going to go, I'm sorry, what now? what do you want me to do? <laughs> and maybe you'll be able to do it, but maybe you won't. And maybe that you'll pull something or pull a muscle, you know, jerking the crates out of the car or something like that. So you get it. I just really want you to think through what is your sport? How, wh- how do you need to physically show up? And how do you want to feel at the end of the day? You know, yes, we're all going to be tired because of the adrenaline and all of the competition and all of what that brings, but you don't have to be as tired or you can leave feeling a good tired, right? Like you're just, oh, that was a great day. Just, you know, climb in bed and it's fine. And, you know, oh, I'm not sore anywhere. I didn't, I didn't pull any muscles, you know, trying to run or trying to move crates around or any of that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm ready to do that. So, you know, we're heading into a new year, which I can't even believe I'm saying that, but we're heading into a new year and we are getting to that point where we're thinking about new goals and, you know, things that we want to be able to accomplish. And I spend a lot of time with handlers and, you know, we're going to spend a lot of time in my membership on, you know, setting goals for the new year. But one of the things I really want you to think about is what kind of like physical, again, I'm using the word physical fitness, but I'm using it in its most kind of, I'm going to say generic term. You know, I'm not talking about your presidential fitness and being able to do a hundred pushups. I'm just talking about like, what does it take to be fit enough to do, to get through your day? Whatever kind of day you're going to have, whatever ring you compete in, like what is going to help you feel like strong and empowered and like your body can support your sport. And so what does that need to look like for you this year? What are your goals going to be? What do you want to think of? And if you do obedience or, you know, something that is perceived, I'm going to say perceived because I don't think it's lacking in physicality. If you do something like obedience, well, what kind of fitness do you want to have? You know, maybe you want to be able to have walk with really great posture because that would really help your dogs. Um, So that's, that would be great core, Uh, really work on your core muscles or really great supporter. You're like, wow, you know, a lot of obedience trials are on cement. And so what do I need to do to make my back feel better and get through that kind of a day? You know, if you're a handler, you're spending a lot of time on cement as well. Um, And maybe you're running back and forth to different rings or, you know, long days with, you know, bad food. Like, what do you need to do for that? So I would really like you to think about when you think about fitness, what does it mean to set yourself up physically to have a very successful day? And how could you do that differently in 2022, for sure, you know, as you're thinking about your goals? And how does that change maybe, you know, if you're going to the grocery store on Thursday for jackpot treats and, you know, your food for the weekend, how does that change what you buy? How does that change for like meal prep, right? Meal prep is like, I mean, there's no better time to look up meal prep on the internet because you will find all kinds of amazing ideas um, different ways to pack different portable kind of foods. Um, 
I mean, it's crazy. The moms out there doing meal prep right now, whether they're doing it just for themselves for fitness or they're doing it for their families, off the chart, great ideas. So there's all these in there. And if you love organization, as I do, uh, you start with like this really cute little lunchbox and you fill up its little crevices and now you've got yourself a really good day. So what is it? Where do you want to focus? What do you want to, what do you want to try? And here's the thing I also want to warn you against. I don't want you to say, I really don't want you to say like, okay, this is the year I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to be really fit. I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to drink, you know, eight things of water every day. And I'm going to pack my lunch every day. And da, 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 da. I mean, that's too much. Okay. I'm not saying I don't want you to do all those things, but I am going to say, don't try to do them all on January 1st. Okay. Pick something and get momentum behind it and, and notice that you start to feel better. You know, pick you know, having, you know, to pick your two-day trial and you're going to make really good lunches this weekend, right? And that's where you're going to start. And then the next month or something, add something else. Once you got the lunch thing, you know, your or day food organized, then maybe you're going to start walking, right? Because it, now it's getting a little bit warmer out and it's not like a blizzard outside. So, you know, break it down and be reason, reasonable about Maybe you have that as an overall goal for the year, but how does that actually break down month by month so that you are layering on good habits instead of trying to take on and create 10 new habits? Because creating 10 brand new habits to replace some things that may be in place, have been in place rather for a long time, is really freaking setting yourself up to for some rough days, you know? And nobody needs a guilt trip and nobody got time for that. So... Think about what that's going to be for you. Think about how you want to feel at the end of a trial day or at the end of a weekend and what you can start taking control of to put yourself in a better position physically. Because if you're in a better position physically, that will help your mental and then your mental game will be stronger for it as well. Okay, because I have faith that you are going to keep listening to this podcast and we are going to keep working your mental game and you're going to tell a friend and they're going to tell a friend and and you're going to send me great suggestions of more podcasts you want to hear about and we're going to keep working mental game. But your physical health and your physical stamina are going to help get you through those crazy ass days that, you know, start at four in the morning and end at 10 o'clock at night. You've done them. I've done them. I'm going to do them again. You know, you look at big, big weekends like, you know, upcoming, say, invitational or some national event or week-long specialty or something like that. you got to have some stamina for that. And I know that when I've gone to those events in better physical condition than other years, I'm having a better time. I just am. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just having a better time when I pack my foam roller even, right? And just make sure that I have what I need to feel good uh, because it's a huge part of it. If, we, if we're hurting, we're cranky. If we're cranky, we're shorter with our dogs. If we're shorter with our dogs, our relationship suffers and our performance suffers. I mean, it, it, that stuff rolls downhill pretty freaking fast, okay? All right, so that is my pitch. <laughs> That is my pitch for you to find your why in it. And, you know, you can't, it's like anything. You can't stop smoking for someone else. You can't lose weight for someone else or start eating better or whatever. You have to decide to do any of those things for yourself. 
And you have to decide that you have a why and a reason or, you know, you have a faster dog or you want to be able to go to more shows or you want to be able to get out of the car without your back hurting or whatever. You have to pick your why. And I need you not necessarily to focus on what you're going to do differently. I need you to really focus on why you're going to do some things differently. Because if you get up in the morning and you think about your why and you think about this weekend when I run my dog, I, w- I want to be able to beat him down to the end of the dog walk, for instance. Uh, just making that up. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to do that. Um, and actually, my dog jumps the contact when I race her to the end of the d- dog walk. So that's a different problem. Um, but, you know, whatever it is that is your goal, I want you to think about your goal first. All right. Your goal, your why, your motivator. Um, think about what it is that you're trying to do and then think, how am I going to make that happen? And it might be better food. It might be packing, bringing more water for yourself. You know, you got the dog water. What about your water? It could be a whole host of things that I haven't even talked about in this podcast. Um, but think about that. I want you to come up with some really strong whys because once you're motivated, you will find a way. Once you're motivated, you will figure out how to break it down into pieces that makes it an achievable kind of goal. But without your why, without that like upper level motivation, because let's be clear, we're all not motivated every day on a daily basis, right? Like I want to get back into shape after not working out for a couple months, which is not my usual. And yet there, you know, there's been days this week I just couldn't, just couldn't get out of bed. So when we are not motivated on the day, like on a day-to-day basis, that's when our discipline has to kick in and our discipline is going to come from our why. So when I talk about your why and your overall motivation, I'm talking about motivation at the at the high level because day-to-day, there's going to be days where you're like, ah, it's too cold, it's too windy, it's too rainy, I'm too tired, I got back from class la- late last night, like whatever that is. So let's focus on that why. Let's focus on what it is that you want to be able to do. And then I trust that you will break that down into, you know, milestones and goals and skills or, you know, behavioral changes that now you want to make because you have a reason, a compelling reason to do that. All right. Makes sense. All right. I hope at least I got you thinking today um, and got you thinking about your stamina, both physically and mentally, and how we really have more control over building that than we might think. And I will leave you with that. And um, that's it. I hope you are listening to this driving off to a trial uh, somewhere fantastic. And above everything else, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.